This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I know the Toronto Raptors are making their first appearance uh, in the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors. I think I know your loyalty, and I think you know mine. But we know it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great playoff. U.S. Vice President Mike Pence, and uh, alluding to the Raptors, which has really uh, transfixed the entire country of Canada, their game against and series against the Golden State Warriors. Mike Pence, of course, in Ottawa to talk trade and perhaps other matters. Uh, bilateral arrangements and so on and so forth. Let's find out what really is on the table and at stake here. Bruce Heyman is a former U.S. ambassador to Canada and author of the best-selling memoir, The Art of Diplomacy. Mr. Heyman, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Hey, good to be back. How are you? I'm very good. You know, The Art of Diplomacy, uh, Mike Pence really struck a note that way when he said uh, right near the hop, Canada were tough negotiators in this NAFTA 2.0 or whatever we're calling it. Uh, is that really the case, or uh, do you think that there were other forces in play to get this deal, I guess, on the way to being consummated? Well, Canada has always been a tough negotiator in trade deals. I know that for a fact after watching and seeing you guys firsthand in TPP. But I think the bigger issue here, which the vice president didn't acknowledge, that the U.S. put on hostile, inappropriate steel and aluminum tariffs on Canada, and this deal was going nowhere until the U.S. backed away. And so that's the only reason this thing got going at the end. Uh, But throughout the process, I would say that, you know, the prime minister did an amazing job in negotiating against the president without getting him further riled up than he already was. Uh, I compare to other leaders around the world, and unless your name is Vlad, um, I don't think anybody, you know, has been able to take advantage of uh, the president as well. I mean, look, you got what you wanted. Your steel and aluminum tariffs are gone. You got a deal that's uh, updated, and I think it's a deal that the Canadians should be really proud of. Yeah, a couple of things. I mean, I know uh, what you're suggesting here is that, you know, somehow he's uh, cozying up to Vlad Putin, but uh, he's also imposed sanctions on Putin. But notwithstanding all of that, uh, the reason I asked you the question, whether it was Justin Trudeau, you know, deftly stick-handling this thing through and uh, being a tough negotiator, what about the Democrat congressmen in the bordering states who said, look, you know, uh, we need this steel and aluminum, whether it's, uh, you know, for Coors beer cans in Colorado or in the auto industry in Michigan and uh, Ohio and so on and so forth. I thought it was the Dem congressman who may have put the pressure on Donald Trump's administration. Well, look, there's there's pressure all the way around. I think in general, most business people don't want tariffs. Most consumers know that their costs will go higher with tariffs. And it was actually uh, Republican Senator Grassley who basically said, your USMCA, Mr. President, is going nowhere unless you get rid of these tariffs. I think this, you know, look, this shouldn't have happened from the beginning. The president uh, pulled back from it. He got nothing for it. And uh, all he did was uh, cause pain and suffering by many farmers and consumers. And, you know, it just ended up costing people a whole lot of money and it shouldn't have happened. Well, and here on this side of the border, uh, I understand dairy farmers in Quebec are not exactly exhilarated by this deal because they think they've been sold out. I don't think so. So, look, let's just talk about the facts. TPP, which was negotiated by Prime Minister Harper, gave uh, access at 3.25% of the dairy market. What did this deal do? 3.59%. So, you know, you're talking about less than one half of 1% uh, change. I, I, I think you kept your supply management intact. 
you gave Donald Trump one half of one percent and the guy was making a big stink about nothing. Well, yeah, he didn't like supply management. There are some Canadians who don't like it either. I mean, uh, is this a, a point then that you're saying Canada won on? Yeah, I think Canada, I don't think Canada lost on very many points, if, if any, across this agreement. They held up on dispute resolution. They got that. They got cultural exemption that they wanted through. They got that. The dairy thing, they gave, you know, one half of 1% access and the Canadians actually implemented something which the Democrats really like, which we could talk about why this is maybe slowing the deal down a little bit in the States. Labor and environmental standards needed to be in this agreement and uh, strong ones, which I think the Democrats do like. The problem is there's no meat in the enforcement of them. And so that's where um, the Speaker of the House is saying we need stronger enforcement provisions in this agreement if Democrats are going to sign off on us. Yeah, what do you make of that when it comes to trade negotiations? And uh, the Prime Minister has been criticized for that, for uh, perhaps making uh, demands that things be filtered through a gender lens, for example. Is mm-hmm. uh, Are trade negotiations areas where these kinds of issues should come up? Um, I think they should come up uh, if you have certain values and you feel strongly about those values. You need to press those values at lots of different angles. At the end of the day, I, I, as, I, as I said, I think Canada got, you know, it took a long time. It was a lot of back and forth. President did a lot of bluster, called people a lot of names, you know, probably disrupted the relationship in a significant way. But at the end of the day, I, I'd say Canada got exactly what it asked for in the deal. And, uh, um, and look, you know, when people do bad things out there in the world and you have values that are different than those, and I, you can either be a bystander and let them happen, whatever they are, whichever side, as we say, the aisle you're on, um, or you can speak up and, and shine light on that darkness. And I think, I think that's appropriate. And I think Canada has always had a role in that in the world. And, and I think that, you know, it's a complicated world now where things are closing in. More Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, race baiting, uh, violence uh, is picking up, uh, anti-immigration sentiment, uh, anti-environmental sentiment. All of this is picking up in the Western world pretty significantly. And, you know, you have to give voice to it if you believe opposite that. Again, with Bruce Hyman, former U.S. ambassador to Canada. Uh, You know, on that matter, you mentioned immigration. It's interesting because it's become one of the defining issues, I think, in the lead up to our election in October. And uh, Andrew Scheer running for the conservatives. Well, he's the conservative leader, but uh, running to be prime minister the other day was in Toronto. And he mentioned about closing the third safe country agreement loophole that allows people crossing at unofficial border crossings like Roxham Road in upstate New York uh, into Quebec. Uh, to claim asylum here and then be processed, and the backlog is now two years, and uh, some with the IRB are suggesting if we don't uh, reconcile this whole issue, it'll be you know uh, five years to be processed uh, by the year 2022, I believe. So let me ask you if uh, this is something the Safe Third Country Agreement uh, should be more thoroughly enforced. Anybody claiming asylum from the United States should be repatriated back to the United States. Does that make sense to you? So the agreement as it stands, as I understand it, was written, and it said that if you enter at a port of entry, right. that safe third country means that Canada then takes you back to the port and sends you back over to the United States. Correct. 
the language was such that I don't think people anticipated that they'd be going through the farmland or the woods and start coming over to Canada. Right. I think they actually didn't even think that we'd have what I call the American refugee, which is happening more and more as the president is escalating this hostile conversation and behavior. So I think that the Trudeau government is currently having conversations with the State Department about making amendments. But remember, an agreement is cross-border. And so you've got to get the U.S. to agree to making those changes. And, you know, I think that's a matter of negotiation and discussion. These things don't get done overnight either. They take a while to implement. Um, But it's my understanding, and I was not involved in that, in this situation, which has now escalated, didn't ever really come up. It wasn't a significant issue uh, for us under the Obama administration. But uh, I think Trump's created a, a fear level in the states that you now have people fleeing the United States to go to Canada at some level that didn't happen before. Yeah, but would you designate them as legitimate refugees? Uh, that, look, that's something that you guys are going to have to designate and figure out whether they're refugees or not. I think each country has their own opinion on this. And But I, I you know... I think at the end of the day, I'd rather fight in the United States to create an environment that people don't have to feel like they have to flee. And so that's where I'm going to spend my time and resources. Let me ask you something else that was uh, being suggested that Justin Trudeau today was going to bring up with Mike Pence, the issue of United States, uh, such as Alabama, Georgia, uh, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth, and uh, their position on, well, staking out new abortion laws, the heartbeat law in Georgia, for example, after six weeks, no abortion, none whatsoever, uh, barring some real extraordinary circumstances in Alabama. Uh, Why would the, the prime minister, do you think, be bringing that up to Mike Pence? I guess that's a value that the, pre- the, the prime minister feels is important. And that's the kind of conversation you have all the time across borders with in respectful ways with each other to sit down and say, hey, you're my next door neighbor. Your behavior is such that I, 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 ha- I take issue with. Um, I'd prefer those conversations happen behind closed doors, especially when they're challenging. But on the other hand, if it's an important value proposition and you think your neighbor's off the rails on it, then having that conversation is completely appropriate, not hostile, not be, you know, you can disagree without being completely disagreeable. The, the challenge for me is that the, if, if I understood it right, the, the vice president said, you know, we see it differently, but we believe in, in the freedoms to say this. And, but, you know, I believe in the freedoms of women to have, choice over their own bodies. And uh, so, you know, you can't draw lines where freedoms are and aren't. And I think that we're going through a really challenging time back at home. And I think Canada has always been someone to promote the values that they think is right on the world stage, even though sometimes it's a difficult thing to do. All right. Well, there are many who believe Justin Trudeau was just using the opportunity for domestic consumption, and uh, he wanted to, uh, I guess, put down a marker. Nonetheless, uh, I think uh, I think uh, Vice President Pence was up there on USMCA for domestic for U.S. domestic consumption. So you know, look, politicians are politicians, and leaders are leaders. And but at, at the end of the day, the, the issue isn't with Canada and USMCA. Um, the issue is going to be with the House of Representatives whether they can reach an agreement. And uh, I I would have preferred the vice president come out and issue an apology for the hostile and inappropriate treatment that the last two years that 
the president and name-calling, threatening your auto industry that he'll squeeze you, putting you in a box with regard to China and Huawei and, and this extradition, claiming that uh, the Northwest Passage is uh, free and open territory and not yours two weeks ago. Um, I think that the administration has been incredibly hostile to Canada over the last two years, I would, and I think that an apology is owed at some point. Well, interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like the climate is rife with hostility right across the board. Let's leave it at that. It's always good to talk. I appreciate your weighing in this afternoon, Mr. Hyman. It's a pleasure. Take care. You got it. Bruce Hyman, again, former U.S. ambassador to Canada, author of the best-selling memoir, The Art of Diplomacy. All right. Sounded rather diplomatic. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.